Okay, Daftun Zayin. We're starting back from Nunvov and Beis at the bottom, from the two that's Itmar. Shemer Aveda. So someone who is a Shemer on uh, an Aveda, someone lost something and Ruvain finds it. So Ruvain automatically, as we said yesterday, the Torah says you have to asvei beisachi, you have to bring it into your house, which automatically means you become a Shemer on it. You are now a responsible to return it to the owner. Mitam Shavas Aveda, and also Mitam Cheshen Mishpat. In terms of your responsibilities to watch the object, you're definitely going to be a Shemer. The only question the Gemara has is, what type of Shemer are you? And as we said yesterday, this Shmir actually encompasses two things. It encompasses a if something happens to the the animal, so then you're going to be responsible. We'll discuss the level of responsibility you have. And then also, if the animal goes and does hezek, then you're also going to be a shamer on it. And just like we said before, a shamer is responsible for any hezek the, the animal does. Here also, you will be responsible. So says the more, shamer aveda. Rabbi says, you have a din like a shamer chinam. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Obviously, the basic difference between a shamer chinam and a shamer socher is that a Shemer Chinam is only Chaya for Pshia, something absolutely negligent. He has a much, lever, lo, much lower level of responsibility, whereas the Shemer Sacher is already going to be Chaya for Geneva and Aved. If it's stolen or if it gets lost, then he's going to be Chayev, of course, a shoyal is going to be chayev on everything, even an oinus. A shamer socher is pater ba'oinus. So the question is, what is the nature of the responsibility of the shamer aved? So what, what, what is the machlaik? So the more explains. Rabbi, you're not getting paid. It's a very straightforward question. Right? You're not getting paid. If you're not getting paid, you're a din of a shamer chinam. You never accepted on yourself any more responsibility than that. You're not getting paid over here. And we don't see that there puts on you any more responsibility. So Rabbi says, you push up shot, you have a din like a shamer and you're only going to be chayav for pshia. You're potter for gnev aveda. If says you are like a shemesachah because you are by being responsible for aveda, you are getting hanol. What hanol are you getting? But Since if someone comes to ask you for tzedakah during the time when you're being isik in the aveda, he says you have to be actively isik, etc. The ma'aser you're going to be potter from paying that money. Isik with mitzvah potter in a mitzvah. Therefore, it's considered keilu. You're making some money. That doesn't seem like Rabbah argues on that. Rather, Rabbah says it's a that exactly the moment you're going to feed the animal, then exactly an honey will come, and therefore that's not considered getting Hanal, that's not going to necessarily be worth Hashavah Pruta. So if Rabbah says that you are now a Shemr Sochah, some people say a different shot, that even according to Rabbah Yosef, Yosef agrees this is not considered getting money, but since over here you did not accept responsibility. The Torah says you are responsible whether you like it or not. So if the Torah says you're responsible, then it makes sense, is where the Mephashim explained this line, it makes sense that the Torah is telling you to be more responsible, not the responsibility of a shayel, because that's only when you're allowed to use the object. Here you're not allowed to use the object, of course, so you're not become a shayel, but you are more responsible than regular, and therefore you will be chayev like a shayel. So according to the second shayel of Yisrael, it's not the Pshad he is a Shemr Sacher, it's a Pshad he has the halachas of a Shemr Sacher, but he's not actually making any Hanah, it's just the Torah treats him like a Shemr Sacher, anyways. So now we're going to go back and forth from a number of different prices uh, to try to f- bring proofs to one side or the other. So, Eisvei Rav Yosef Larabah. So, Yosef says, I'll prove to you that he has a din like a Shemr Sacher. The Bryces says, Instead of returning it to the lost object or animal, to the person's house, to the Balaveda's house, you return it to somewhere where he can see it, where you know that the Balaveda travels past there every single morning. So if you return it to that area where he can, you know for sure, not mostly for sure, that he'll see it in the morning, then then you're done. That's good enough. Big Kiddush, you don't have to return it to the person's house, as long as you put it somewhere he's for sure going to see it. 
The price continues. Nigneva Ayavda, if it gets stolen or if it gets lost, it runs away. Then then you are responsible for what happened to the object until it got back to the owner. So what does that mean? The steer may obey. My nigdava yavda doesn't mean it was stolen or got lost. Lav and we're talking about over here two separate halachas. A, if you return it to someone where the owner can see it, you're good enough, you're done. Or if you have not yet returned it, it's home in your house and it gets stolen from you, you're going to be responsible. So you see that a Shimer Aveda is Chayef for Geneva if it gets stolen from him, which is Mamash like of Yosef that you have a date of a Shimer Socher. Someone look. No, 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 no. Nothing to do with stealing from your house. If it gets stolen from your house, you're taka potter. Over here, you're a paisheya because you left it out in the street. That's what I mean. The ratio says if you leave it out in the street in a place where the owner's walking by, you're done. Obviously, if you're done, means that you're not responsible for anything that happens to it. So how can the next line say if it gets stolen from the exact spot, you're responsible because you're a paisheya? It doesn't make any sense. And you're right. You have to read the Brisa a little bit differently. There's two parts in the Brisa. And it depends when you put it out in the street. Did you put it out in the morning when people are walking past there? Or did you put it out later in the afternoon when people are already out and at work in the fields, wherever they're working, and they don't necessarily come by this area? The Brisa is telling you two points. This is how you read the Brisa. If you put it out in the morning, in a place where the owner is going to be walking by there, that it's normal and typical for the owner to walk by that place and come in and out of his house and see it. Then you don't have to do anything more. And if it gets stolen from there, you're going to be Potter, even if you're having Neve, there could be this place, you'll be Potter because here you mamish returned it. But if you put it out there in the afternoon where the owner is not there, the owner is at work, wherever he is, where you place where he might see it if he happens to come by. But it's not typical for him in the afternoon to come by this place. And then you're going to be Chayev So we have no Raya from this price in one way or the other to a typical place of the uh, object being stolen from the Shemer's house, what the halacha would be. Because over here we're talking about a case where it's out in the street. And the only question is, is putting it in the street, where did you put it and when did you put it, if that makes you putter, if that makes you a pasheh. Because obviously if you leave something in the street and get stolen, then everybody agrees you're a pasheh, because you didn't do any watching at all. Eisven. So we bring another price. The price that says, A Shemer Aved is always responsible. Ad until he actually puts it back into the owner's rishus. Now, we just said in the previous price, uh, putting it in the street is good enough. So these two halachas are not a contradiction. It's one or the other. Either you can put it in the street, somewhere where he's definitely going to see it, or you have to make sure you return it to his house. Okay, now what does that mean? What is it being mighty? What is it, what is it excluding? What does it mean? It should be that if it gets stolen, it should be probably, if it gets stolen from your house, then you're going to be responsible until you put it back in his rishus. So you see, in your house, you're going to be chayim. So you see that you have a din of a shemer socher. And if it gets stolen from your house, you're going to be responsible like every other shemer socher until you return it to the original owner. So this is a big kiddush. I'm a lay. No. You know what we're talking about over here? We're talking about animals. And when you find a lost animal, sheep, cow, whatever it is, then, since obviously this animal got lost once already. Once the animal gets lost already, that means it's, it's typical for it 
to wander more. Not the brisa. It gets, it's typical for it, it to wander out from where it belongs. Then boini tivusi yaseira. Then not because you're a shamer socher are you responsible, but you're responsible because you're a pesheya. Because an animal that learns to wander needs more watching than a, stip, a typical animal, a normal animal. You lock it up, you put it in the yard, it stays where all the other animals are. This animal, the fact that you found it lost one time already, that's clearly an indication this animal does not follow the typical way that animals act and behave, and therefore this animal requires extra shmir. Tysus points out, does that mean, what does that have to do with Geneva? I understand now if it gets lost from the Shem this house, you're responsible because you didn't do a good job watching. What does that have to do with stealing? Rashi seems to clearly say this is a patur for stealing as well. So Tyson says we must be talking about a case where it was stolen via its wandering tendencies, meaning the, the Ganif came, opened the door, because he knows that this animal is an animal that just runs out as soon as you open it, open the door, it ran out. So in that case, you would be chay for Geneva as well. Tyson debates this point, he's not 100% sure, but for sure for Aveda, you definitely would be chay. So even though you really have a din of a Shem you're not necessarily chayven geneven aveda. Over here, you would be responsible because you know that this animal has these tendencies to wander. So we have no raya from this price. Is there any, any different why the law doesn't make a difference between movable objects and non-movable objects? Well, it obviously it makes a difference in the level of shmir you have to have. A non-movable object doesn't have to have, be locked up. It's not going anywhere. But normally if you lock it up, that's good enough to make you putter in geneven aveda because that's someone else coming in and taking it out. It's not movable once you lock it. Here we're saying a chiddush that since the animal wanders, that requires even a higher level of watching. Yeah. yeah. Now we're asking a kasha the opposite. Rabu said it's a shemrechinam as a kasha nevyosef. The bride, the pasuk says, right? The pasuk of Hashem says, "Let's see a shor achicha." I say, "Yidachem v'salamta." Yeah, we can't see it wandering and ignore it. Hoshev. It's a double ush on the Pasuk says. You should, as we normally translate it, surely return it to its owner, which doesn't make any sense. Why would the Torah say a double word? So, hashev enli lebeisai. Only that normally you would say, where do you return it to? You return it to his house so that the Balaveda can watch it. And the Bryce says a, a cryptic term. What if you return it to his yard or you return it to his field? Of some sort. Minayin, tamalamar tishivim, hashem tishivim, you can return it to his house, or even if you return it to his gino or his corvus, a broken down area where he's not living, but he's, uh, but his shomer somewhat, that is good enough. Mikom makom. That's what the price says. Now, what does this mean? Where are you returning it to? You're not returning it to his house. I get it. He's there. He's watching it. It's protected. He has an alarm system. All good. But if you return it to his gina and his chorba, why is that good enough? What are we talking about? If it's just a regular, happens to be an extended part of his property, but it's protected and it has a fence around it and it has security cameras and all good. So, I don't need a pusik to teach me you can return it there. Just like you can put it in the person's house, the animal, of course. You could put it in any fenced off or protected area. That would be no question. So if it's a gina mishtameris, there'd be no chiddush to that. Elapshit. There must be what is the Bryce talking about? The Pasuk teach you a Chiddush, as long as you return it to his physically owned area, even if that area is not protected. Now, Tysus explains, doesn't mean not protected at all. Obviously, if you just return it to something that's totally exposed, you're going to be responsible. We're talking about where it's moderately protected, what we call a shmir pchusa, like, you know, from a, from a ruach metzuya, but not from a ruach she'ena metzuya kind of thing. So that's good enough. Why? Here we see another nafgamina 
the Gemara is explaining between a Shemesh Sacher and a Shemesh Chinam. Besides the question of whether you're a Chai for Gnev and Aveda, that a Shemesh Sacher is Chai for Gnev and Aveda, is not, we also see here another question of how, when you return it, what level of Shmira are you required to return it to? A Shemesh Sacher, we assume you are more responsible for watching this object, in this case an animal, and therefore you have to return it to a situation. You're not putter from your responsibility until it's put in a situation where it's totally Mishtaber. Whereas if you're just a Shemesh Chinam, and you, you just you're not getting paid at all, not only you put them getting Raveda, but you can even return it and you're absolved even of that middle, little bit of responsibility as soon as it gets even to a moderate type of watching by the owner. So here says the Gemara, if the Pasuk is saying in this Brisa that you can return it to, you can return, a Shem Raveda can return it to the Bailam, even to a Chatzah She'ena Mishtameres, that must mean that you have a din like a Shem Rechinam, not like a Shem Rechinam. So it's a riot to Rabba's understanding. No, 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 you misunderstood the Brisa. Of course, you have to return it to a protected area because you've done like a Shemar Socher. And therefore, you have to do a good job of giving it back before you're absolved of your responsibility. So what was your Kiddush of what's the difference between returning it there and returning it to the person's house? What do I need a Pusik for? The Kiddush is that if you return it to the person's house, we assume the owner knows about it. If you return it to a Gina or a Chorba, even if it's protected... Do you have to tell the owner it's there before you're absolved of your responsibility? Kamashman the Pasik Teshivim, that you can return it even to a Gina or a Chorba, which the owner is not necessarily there and is unaware that you returned it, even though he's unaware, as long as it's a protected area, you're good enough. Now that's a big Kiddush. The Rebelazer, like Rebelazer explained, Dumb Rebelazer, Hakol Tzrichim Das Bailem. If you're a regular Shimer, Shemechinam, Shemesachar, Shoyal, whatever it is, if you borrow an object from someone, you have to give it back to him and make him aware that you gave it back. And if he's unaware that you gave it back, even if it's protected and saved or whatever, it doesn't matter. If he's unaware, you are not absolved from your responsibility, even by Shemechinam. But by you on that aspect you become you become more makele than a regular shaymer according to everybody. That's the chiddush of a hashev teshivim. Teshivim says that as long as you put it back in his rishus in somewhat protected area, he doesn't have to be made aware of the fact that you returned it. You're a yaitzi or mitzvah and you're putter from any uh, any dina shaymer once you put it back. And therefore, this price has nothing to do with shemachinim or shemer sacher or. Be, be, being protected from Geneva or Aveda is not the issue. The issue just is that you only have to return it on a to a place where it's protected, even if he is unaware. So we have no right. So this was Machlaikis we had over here between Yosef and Rabbah. Yosef and the Rabbah were the Rabbeim, and the Talmidim were Abayah and Rabbah. So Abayah speaks up now and talks to his Rabbi of Yosef. He says, Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef, I can prove to you, like Rabbah said, that you're a Shemachinim, from the following Allah. What is this halacha? So halacha is as follows. The Pasuk clearly says, if you're a Shemer Chinam, and someone comes and says, where's my object then? Give it back to me. You were watching it. He said, I'm sorry, it was stolen. Okay, so if it was stolen, try to prove it was stolen. If you can't prove it, he doesn't have Edom it was stolen, he can make a Shvua that it was stolen, and then the Shemer Chinam is Potter. Totally Potter. What happens if then... The, Baal, the Baal Chefetz comes back and proves that the Shemachinim actually has it. It was never stolen in the first place. He lied. He's a toin tainas ganif. He claims it was stolen, but it turns out it was wrong. It was never actually stolen. So based on Joshua from the Psukim, the Gemara says, in that case, we consider the Shemer himself to be a ganif. 
There's a big chiddush. Right? There's a chiddush because, because he never stole it. It was in his rishus. He just didn't give it back. And by not giving it back, you call the Tayantan his Gadav. In that case, not only are you a Gadav, of course you have to give it back, you have to pay Kefel. Okay, just like when you steal a Chefetz, Begeneva, you have to pay Kefel. Over here, if you don't give it back, Betoyantan is Ganif, you will also consider a Gadav and you have to pay Kefel when you're finally caught. Now, the Bryson says, Hatoyantan is Ganif Vaveda. Someone comes and says, someone says, Ruvain finds a lost object. We know Ruvain found it, okay? And it belonged to Shimon. Shimon comes to Reuben and says, I heard you found my wallet. Can I have it back? Reuben goes, I'm sorry, I'd like to give it back to you, but it was stolen. I'm sorry. It was stolen. Shimon says, okay, fine. Make a shvua. Makes him make a shvua. Reuben's potter. Two days later, Shimon finds Adam or closed circuit security camera or whatever he finds, and he proves to Bezdin that Reuben actually has it. So the Lohi, says the Bryson, is to Shumay Kefal. Reuben not only has to give back the wallet all the money, he has to pay double. He has to pay Kefal like a regular Knas of Aganif. Now, wait a second. If you're going to tell me that Ruvain, as a Shemer Aveda, has a din like of Yosef said of the Shemer Socher, so why Mitzvah Mitzvah Kefal? He's not paying Kefal here. When he originally said it was stolen, at that moment he becomes responsible to pay back. A Shemer Socher is Chayiv, the Geneva of Aveda. So when Ruvain says, I'm sorry, I lost your, your object, in this case, I was stolen from me, he's going to have to pay for it. The whole idea of Tainan Tainan's Ganev is if you have a Tainan's Ganev and you claim that you're potter, when you get caught, you have to pay Kefal. But if your original claim never made you potter, then you don't have to pay Kefal because you never actually stole it. You just became like a Mazik, a Ganev, and you have to pay back. Shalma Yisrael. For the fact that the Bryzer clearly says you are a Ganev that pays Kefal, that means with your original Tainan of Tainan Tainan's Ganev, you would have been potter, which means you have a Din of Hashem Echinam, not a Din of Hashem Echinam. It's Beferish that says, Abaya Kashan of Yasef Shita. So kind of a yishlume. Samalei, so if you ask a good chapa by it, nice, nice kasha, but I have a teretz. Hachem ha'eskina, kenshatayin, tainis, listin mezuyim, the different types of people who steal from you. Right, there are three types of people that steal from a person. There's a ganif and a gazlin, okay, and now we have something called a listin mezuyim. A ganif means someone who comes in the middle of the night, breaks into your house, but you're not looking and steals something from your house. No one's aware of it, fine. That's a person who's chayef to pay kefal. A gazlan is someone who just sees you on the street and mugs you. Someone mugs you on the street, doesn't care about you, doesn't care about their bunch, doesn't care about anybody. There's no din kefal over there. Be aware, there's no din kefal by a gazlan. Only a din kefal by a ganif. Okay. Then there's a third type of person who robs me. That's a list of museum, an armed robber. So an armed robber comes directly to your face seemingly, or will confront you if he needs to, because otherwise you wouldn't have a gun with him. right? You don't want to take a gun with you unless you think you're going to have to confront the person you're robbing from, and then he steals. Now, when an armed robber steals from a shaymer, that is not considered Gnev and Aveda. That's already considered an oinus. The Pasuk clearly says, the Pasuk says, that when, when you're going to have something, if it dies, as an oinus, it breaks as an oinus, what does nishba means? It gets captured. So then Allah is ein roya. Then you're going to be potter. But if it gets stolen as a shavu sacher, you're going to be chayiv. So nishba. What does it mean? Captured it means captured by listem isoyim, an armed robber or an army or anything like that. Doesn't matter. Something which is considered an oinus. Oh. So it says of Yosef, even if I'm right, that a Shemr Aveda is a din, like a Shemr Socher, and he's chayving in Evan Aveda, that will not make him chayv in list of If he tainas that it was stolen from me by an armed robber, then he would be potter. And if it turns out he's a liar, 
then he's going to have to pay kefal. And that's the case the Bryce is talking about. So if he tied it, it was stolen from me by a regular ganif and a kanami. He'd have to just pay for it in Shalma Yisrael. But if he tied it, it was stolen from him by a list of mezuyim, by an armed robber, then he would be putter from paying. And if he's caught being a liar, then he would have to pay kefal. Says the Gemara, Amalei Sabai said that's a good answer, but listen, Mizuim Gazlanu, the Chaira, do we do we can categorize an armed robber as a Ganif or a Gazlan? A Ganif normally sneaks in the middle of the night. A Gazlan confronts you. An armed robber is confronting you. If he's confronting you, he should have a din like a Gazlan, and therefore a list of Mizuim should not pay kefil, and a Toyin Tainus list of Mizuim should also not pay kefil. Mars is a Chiddush. Says, if Yosef, I hold list of a list of Muslim does not confront people. A list of Muslim does sneak in. He brings a weapon with him in case he has to confront people. But he's not considered a gazlan. He's considered a ganif. He does hide from people. He's mimtar from anshi. He does try to hide from people. And if he does have a din like a ganif, therefore a someone who steals something as a list of Muslim does pay kefil. And someone who's toyentinous list of Muslim would also have a din of a toyentinous ganif and would have to pay kefil. Therefore, that's the case over here of a Shemer Aveda where he's Toyin Tainus Listomazuyim. We can ask a kash on this. It says in the Bryce as follows. The Bryce is comparing and contrasting a Shemer Chinam and a Shemer Sacha. This is not a Shemer Aveda Bryce now. This is a Shemer Chinam, Shemer Sacha. We're asking here a question on this assumption that a Listomazuyim is a Ganif. Rav Yosef's whole answer to defend this position is based on the fact that a list of Muslim and armed robber is considered a ganif, not a gazlan. Now we're going to debate that point. The Bryce says, When you're comparing and contrasting a shemachinam to a shemachinam, she came a sham to shumakefel. Shemachinam pays kefel. Time rabbi shemachinam, shemachinam to shumakefel. Right, right. Toyin ten is ganif, a shemachinam pays kefel. If he claims it was stolen, it turns out he's a liar. He gets caught, he pays kefal. By a shemer socher, it actually comes out somewhat a kula that if he tines it was stolen, he never has to pay kefal. He just has to pay the actual value of the object. So on some strange approach, a shemer chinam is more chamur than a shemer socher. Because a shemer chinam pays kefal by turning tines ganif, where a shemer socher does not. That's the Bryce's logic. Now, says the Gemara, if you can tell me by a Shemr Sacher that if he's Tayin Tanis Lister Mazuyim, he would be Potter. And then when he's caught, he's going to have to pay Kefal because we consider that a Tanis Ganif. So Nimsa Bashemr Sacher also Basham Tashumah Kefal, but Tayin Tanis Lister Mazuyim. How can you say a Shemr Chinam is more Chamer than a Shemr Sacher in some strange aspect? Because he could pay Kefal, whereas a Shemr Sacher cannot. There is a case where a Shemr Sacher could pay Kefal. If he's Tayin Tanis Lister Mazuyim, then he would be Potter. When he's caught being a liar, he pays Kefal. If you hold, like if Yosef said that a list of Muslim is a Ganif. So Yosef so said, no, the price is not doesn't have to be hundred percent. This is how you read the Brysa. A Shemachinim always pays Kefal. Whether he tan is a Ganif or whether he tan is a Muslim doesn't matter. Whereas a Shemachinim, yes, he pays Kefal by a list of Muslim Taina, but he does not pay Kefal by a regular Ganif Taina. And therefore, still, the price is accurate there. In some cases, it turns out that a Shemachinim is more Chomer than a Shemachinim. So we have no riot to our point of a, is a list of Muslim a Ganif or a Gaz? Is there another price the verse says by a shoyel. By a shemer socher, the Pasuk clearly says that if it gets stolen from you or lost, you have to pay. That's a shemer socher. By a shoyel, the next parish in the Torah, the Torah is mechadish, that if it's nishbar oimes, if it breaks or gets dies by an oinis, you're going to be chayv as well. The Torah amazingly does not say by a shoyel, you're chayv again even aveda. 
How do you know that? Shemesachar is chayving in aveda. Shemachinim is potting in aveda. Shemesachar is chayving in aveda. And a shayel is chayv in even onsin. But it never actually says he's chayving in even aveda. Says the Gemara v'nishbar meis eli el shvur meis gnev aveda midayim. How do you know the Bryson says that a shayel is chayving in even aveda? Amar kavachaymer. Lachar it's a built-in kavachaymer, obviously. Uma shemesachar shapotter by shvur meis by shemesachar who's potter from an oynis from an accident that happens. He's chayving in even aveda. So shayel, someone who takes responsibility. Responsibility as a shoyal. Shechai v'shvur v'meis. He's chai for sure by an oynes. And odin shechai v'beneg v'naveda. V'zehu kavachaymer. Shainel of tshuva. This is a foolproof kavachaymer. Clearly, a shoyal is more chamur than a shem asachar. And if a shem asachar is chai v'naveda, for sure a shoyal is also going to be chai v'naveda. That's the Bryce's point. Now, says the it's not necessarily true. Just like we just pointed out, that in some cases, a shem achinam is more chamur than a shem asachar. Because the Shemachinam pays kefal by Tarantan is Ganif, whereas the Shemachinam does not. In that aspect as well, you're going to have a difference between a Shemachinam and a Shail, that a Shemachinam can be more chomer than a Shail. Why? By a Titus list of Mizuyim. Vizaka Titus list of Mizuyim, Ganifu, and therefore when a Tayan Titus list of Mizuyim, a Shemachinam would pay kefal, Samayan al Avchu. What do you mean this logic is foolproof? It's not true. Ekal Amifrak, I can ask a Kasha on the logic. If a shemer socher tainas list mezuyim, he doesn't have to pay. If it turns out he's a liar, he pays kefal. When a shoyal tainas list mezuyim, he's going to have to pay anyways, straight up front. He pays anyway, straight up front, because a shoyal schayv in all einsin, whether it's dies stolen by list mezuyim or whatever, shoyal always pays up front. So in this aspect, how can the brayzer say that a shoyal is more chamor than a shemer socher? It's not true. In some aspects, a shemes socher is more chayv because a shemes socher has a possibility of paying kefel, whereas a shayel does not have a possibility ever of paying kefel. He always pays straight up for the object. I see you're making a face ill. You don't like the logic. But at the end of the day, there is a chumrah. Once you have a chumrah of a shemes socher, then the chayrat... Sigmar says an interesting answer. Amalei, kosavar haitana. Now, Pashim Shah, I'll read these words, and you're going to think these words are saying what you're thinking, I know. But that's not what Rashi says. Amalei, kosavar haitana. This tana holds, karner beloishvua. The fact that the shayel has to pay straight up front for the original responsibility is a difamik of kishua. That's more chamor than the fact that if he swears and gets caught later on, he's going to have to pay kefal. It sounds like what he's saying is the fact that the shayel is responsible right away and the shemesachar is not responsible until he gets caught, he's still not considered a chumrah of shemesachar. Rashi does not say that, Pshat. Rashi says a very interesting Pshat. Rashi says that these words, when it says here, Adifa mikfeila b'shvua, is that not like what we've been saying till now. We've been saying till now, the way I explained it, and I was careful the way I explained it that way, that a toyentine is ganif is considered a ganif. And just like a ganif pays kefal, a toyentine is ganif is considered a ganif and pays kefal. Rashi says that's not the pshat. A toyentine is ganif pays kefal because of the shvua he made. Not because he's considered a ganif. You're not a ganif. You never took it from anybody. You didn't go into somebody's house and steal it. It was by you as a shemer. You refused to give it back. It's not a good thing. Granted. But are you considered a ganif? Rashi says you're not a ganif. And therefore you're not paying kefal because you're a ganif. You're paying kefal because of your shvua that you made. You made a shvua that you were lying about and claimed it was stolen. It turns out you're a liar. It's a knas for lying in the shvua. It's a chiddish. Tremendous chiddish, Rabbi Rashi is explaining it. Taisa doesn't like this job. And therefore Rashi says, this has nothing to do with shemer, socher, and shoyal. 
It's not a nature of a Shemr Sacher Shayel. It just happens to be a Shemr Sacher is making a Shvua. Sh- to get out of it, a Shayel has no opportunity to make the Shvua. But the Chumr is not between Shemr Sacher and Shayel. The Chumr is, he happens to have, make, have a case where he makes a Shvua. And when you make a Shvua and you lie, you pay careful. If you don't have a Shvua to make, then obviously you're not going to end up paying careful. But not because of the nature of the Chumr of the Shmira, but because of the nature of, uh, do you have a Shvua to make? And the Kefal is associated with the Shvua. Rashi says, just read, Hilka Knasa, Misham Shvua, who the Kansei Rachman. Tremendous Kiddush where Rashi explains the Gemara. Normally you would explain Taisus to explain such a complicated shot. Rashi would say the Pashup shot. For whatever reason, Rashi over here says, this is the Lumdus over here. You're not a Ganif, you're a Knas for steel. Says the Gemara, Lema Sayele. The Chayu, we can bring a Rai over here to this point now, the Rav Yasef, that a list of Mazuyim is a Ganif. It says, So you're a renter. You know, renting, we know, is a whole other uh, adventure. Because the renting, it's not clear in the Torah. There's a rent or a seicher of a din of a shemachinam or a shemachinam. What is your din of that? In one hand, you're paying. Right? You're not getting paid, you're paying. So do you have a din of a shemachinam or the mice you're using the object, you have a din of a shemachinam. So the price says, seicher parmechav ever nigdim, it gets stolen from you as a renter. Right? You didn't take out the CDWLDS insurance when you took the car from budget. Right? From Avis or Hertz, and it gets stolen. So are you responsible to pay? The nigdim of Amr, Allah, my name is Shalib. So you know what the guy says? The guy says, I'll pay. The guy says, I volunteer, the renter volunteers to pay. Because otherwise he has to make a shvua that it was stolen. He doesn't want to make a shvua. I'll just pay. Leave me alone. I'll pay. Then amazingly they catch the ganif. So the ganif has to pay kefal. Who gets the kefal now, says the b'risa? The seicher who paid for the object that was stolen from him, the car, whatever it is, he is now the bailim. If he's the bailim, when they catch the ganif, the ganif pays kefal to the renter, not to the original owner. That's the chiddush of the b'risa. Now, what is the din of a shemesh socher? So vrua, the tamidim who brought this right to Avraham, if they assumed that could be Huda, we're going many brises are shittes of Yehuda. So this brises are shittes of Yehuda. The amar socher is kinesh socher. I mean, the socher is the din of a shemesh socher. Now, when we diktani varmareni mishalim and anishba, he says, "I'm willing to pay, and I'm not going to make a shvua." Michlal di boy patanafshei b'shvua. Mashba that if he would have made the shvua, he'd be potter. Wait a second. You just told me we're going to cheat this of Yehuda. Yehuda holds a, sh- a seicher, a renter, as a dinner shemesh socher. A shemesh socher is chayven gnevin aveda, right? So what does that mean? He's going to make a shvu and be potter. He's chayven gnevin aveda. Must be hechidami could go into katoyin tanis lest mezuyim. It wasn't a case of a regular robbery. It was a carjacking. And if it was a carjacking, he was robbed by gunpoint. Then he would have a dinner list of mezuyim. If he taka made a shvu. And claim that happened, he would be putter. He agrees to admit and instead pay the face value and he'll collect what? Kefal later. Why is he collecting kefal later? Must be that when the guy is caught as a list of Mizuyim, he's considered a ganif. And he pays kefal. And who does that kefal go to? The renter. So you see from this whole brisa that the brisa has to be talking about a case of list of Mizuyim because a regular case of of Geneva, Hashem Asachah would not be putter from, and therefore the whole case wouldn't make any sense. Must be it's list of Mizuyim, and you see when they catch the list of Mizuyim later, he pays Kefal, and the Kefal goes to the Shemer, so you, the Seicher. So you see, list of Mizuyim is a Ganif, Mamash like of Yosef. V'katani b'achach nitzah Ganif, Hashem to show Kefal, Seicher, Shmami no, list of Mizuyim Ganifu. So it's a good riot. 
Some are lavdaf. Amar misavik Yehuda, who says this price is shittas of Yehuda that a seicher is a dinner of a shemes seicher. The most seicher is can I say seicher dummy? Dilma kermeir is like maybe this price is shittas of meir. The most seicher is kashemachinam dummy. And therefore, if it's a shemachinam, he's potter from regular ganeva and aveda. And therefore, this is not a list of mizuyim case. This can be a regular ganeva and aveda case. The seicher is claiming it was stolen regular, just stolen overnight from my from my. For my parking lot, and therefore I'm putter. I agree to pay when they catch the ganif, then I get the kefal, but not a list of museum case at all. If you want to associate this to the Behuda, because it's a Bryce, and Bryce are generally Behuda, we had this before, Rabbi Ravu switched the Shittas of Behuda and Meir. The Behuda is the one who holds it to Shemachinam, therefore it could be Shittas of Behuda, and still talking about a case where it was stolen regularly, and therefore he would have been put but he agreed to pay. That's two ways to explain this Bryce and not be a riot of Yes. Rebzeira says we're going in Shittas of Behuda. And a renter has a din of a shaymer socher. And he's chayv in and And the only reason he's going to be potter in this case is because his time is, it was stolen by list of mezuyim. Oh, and then when he pays and they catch the list of mezuyim, then he gets kefos. So we see it's a raya that list of mezuyim pay kefos. The no, says of no. Because there's one detail of the b'risa the Gemara is unclear on. He claimed it was, he was robbed at gunpoint, which means, as a seicher, even if you're a seicher, seicher as a seicher, you're potter, because you were robbed at gunpoint. It turns out, it was a list of, of, when they finally found the video or found the edim, the guy did not have a gun at all. Okay, he was a ganif. He came in all the night as a ganif. And if he came in all the night as a ganif, then of course he has to pay real kefel. Right? Then he has to pay real kefal. Now, it turns out that since he was a ganif and not a list of mezuyim, that he was not, turns out, at the end of the seicher, was not volunteering to pay. The seicher was going to have to pay always. But in the, in, the, in, the, in the situation of the case, at that stage, we were not aware that it was a regular ganif. We assumed it was a ra- an armed robber, a list of mezuyim. Therefore, he, volunte- he didn't have to volunteer to pay, but he agreed to pay. He becomes the buyer and he gets the kefal. Why does he get kefal? Not because a list of mezuyim pays kefal. Because we're talking about a case at the end of the story, he wasn't a list of mezuyim. It was a regular ganif. Of course, a regular ganif pays regular kefal. But maybe at a chadam, if it wasn't a list of mezuyim, maybe that would be considered a gazlin, not a ganif, or not a din kefal. So we have no raya either way to Rav Yosef's points. We come out with two points in the sugya. We have Machlekes, Rabban, Rav Yosef. Does a Shemer Aveda have a dinam of Shemachinam or a Shemer Sacher? We went back and forth, we had no Raya. One of the Raya's we tried to bring against Rav Yosef forced us, Rav Yosef, to claim that a list of Mezuyim, which would be putter by a Shemer Sacher anyways, is still considered a Ghana for have a Din Kefal. We tried to bring Raya's back and forth to that point. That also we did not bring Raya's for, but clearly Rav Yosef is going to be forced to say that a list of Mezuyim does have a din of a Ghana and would pay Kefal if he's ever going to be caught. Ah, good and